Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Have you been drawing balance mentally? Physically, spiritually, and socially. To be honest, and I say this kindly, some of you have been a Christian 30 years, 40 years. You know what you look like spiritually in balance on this picture? The first one. That's sad. Because I hear people, Pastor Mark, I've been a Christian 40 years. Yeah, and you stopped growing about 38 years ago. Now that's not funny because you're useless to the kingdom of God. It's a sad thing to observe a child whose physical or mental growth has been delayed or otherwise prevented from proceeding normally. Unfortunately, the same thing can happen to us in the spiritual realm. We are encouraged to obey God and to seek after Him and, most importantly, to allow Him to change us. Pastor Mark will be teaching us the importance of following Jesus' example for living our lives with an emphasis on being Christ-like in every way so that we can be pleasing to God just as Jesus was. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message, Balanced Growth. Some of us resist change because we fear what can happen, taking a step out. I remember many years ago when I first heard about video campuses, I said to myself, that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard of in my life until I visited one. And I went, that is an amazing idea. That'll work. We have thousands of people in video campuses today. The church in Alabama that I'm telling about, my kid goes to 10 video campuses It's just a way, but it works. But see, sometimes we're fearful. Well, what happened if it doesn't work? If God leads you to change, relax. Now, the third one, I tried to come up with a different letter, word, but I couldn't. So say it with me. Lazy, lazy, lazy. I don't like to be challenged, Pastor Mark. I prefer status quo routine. Now, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but I know this from marriage. In marriage, one of us is always going for it. Another one's more laid back. Go ahead and give your spouse one of those. You you know who I'm talking to. Now, why did God give you a spouse that's the opposite of you? Because he's got a great sense of humor. He loves to laugh. That's what happens in all of our lives. So, you just, status quo is perfectly fine. And the last one is a big deal for us today. Busy. Pastor Mark, I don't really have time to change. I'm just too busy with normal everyday life. I'm just swamped. I just have all this happening. So just take a seal a moment. Seal a moment means pause and reflect. 
Look on the screen and ask yourself, not your spouse, not your friend with you, ask yourself this morning, have you been resistant to change because of one of these excuses? Is there something in your life in those four years or maybe another excuse that has caused you to stop growing to be more like Christ? You see, it's amazing because when you became a Christian, all of us started with change. Therefore, if anyone was in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Some of you will get a chance to do that today. See, you can't become a Christian without change. And that change is designed by God to be good for us. Now, how would Jesus respond to people that refuse to change? One simple verse. We'll get it later when we study later on in the book of Luke. Luke 6, 46, Jesus says this. Why are you calling me Lord? Lord, the boss, the boss. But you don't do what I ask you to do. Who's he talking to? He's talking to people that think they're okay, but there's no change. There's no obedience. There's no trust. So the life of a Christ follower is filled with change and growth. You've heard me say this many times. If nothing changes, exactly. But if something changes, you didn't know that one is good. If, if something changes, something changes. You see, there's a scripture that absolutely identifies that. Take a look at it. It's right here. It's in the book of Proverbs. Those who listen to instruction, listen means listening and doing, will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. So when God's people apply God's word, you can be guaranteed God will help you to change. Every person can change with God's help. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I can change with God's help. I can change with God's help. Now, why? You say, Pastor Mark, why am I talking to my neighbor all the time? Because I want you to get connected. You'll see that later. Some of you haven't talked to your spouse in a week. It's been a good thing. Right there it is. Now, look, look, Paul proves this. Look at verse 15. Instead of being immature, instead of all that kind of stuff happening in my life, what do I find? Instead of being this baby, instead of being deceived, speak the truth in love as you're growing. And we will in all things grow up into him who's the head of the church. And then he shows us when the church, us, we're growing together to be more like Christ. What does that look like? Look how powerful this is. From verse 16, from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So Christ, the head of the church, guarantees to help you and me mature and grow. That's his will for us. But not just that. This verse reminds us that other believers help us grow. They challenge us. They encourage us. We need to get connected one to another. Now, at Calvary Chapel, we have five core values that come from biblical principles. Here's one of them. Notice, read it. Connect to others in vibrant personal relationship. Some of you 
don't like small groups. You've been in the church forever. You don't want to get in a small group. You resist getting in a small group. And I hear people, I get emails, and they make me excited, and they make me frustrated. I know that sounds like I'm crazy, but let me tell you why. I'll get them quite often. Pastor Mark, I've been coming for five years. You kept harping on me to get in a small group. I don't want to be in a small group. I refuse to get in a small group. But this year, I got in a small group. And I missed four years of amazing stuff. I'm so sorry. Hello. Can I take you to a small group? No, I can't be everywhere at the same time. You have to get into a small group. I want to give you a principle. Most life change does not happen in our sanctuary. Most life change happens in a small group. You were designed by God to be in a small group. So quit being a baby. Quit being a standalone. Jesus started with 12 in his small group. So get to the group link this week. Get connected to these people and watch what happens. See, that's the principle that's there. The result of a local church getting connected with people, growing together is super powerful. I like this verse that you just read in the New Living Translation. I want to read it to you. Here it is. He makes the whole body, all of our campuses, fit together perfectly. As each part, each one of you, does its own special work. You get in. We're interacting with God. We're serving together. We're in small groups together. We're worshiping together. We're learning together. We're in the community helping together. It helps the other parts grow. Now look what happens. And everything in yellow at all the campuses, I want you to read it together with me. Here we go. So that, here we go, the whole body is what? Is healthy and growing and there you go. What does God want? He wants a healthy body. He wants us growing. Growing requires change. And as we grow, we learn to love one another. What did Jesus say? The world will know you as you love one another. You can't do that by not being in a small group. You need to be in a small group. Now, let's go back to Luke 2.52. Some of you are probably asking as we read this, Well, Pastor Mark, why did Jesus have to grow in these four areas? I mean, Pastor Mark, Jesus was fully God. He was. But he was also fully man. So why these four areas? Why wasn't there instant growth for Jesus? I mean, he's God because of this. When Jesus came, fully God, fully man, he voluntarily laid aside his God traits. Let me give you an example. God, one of the characteristics of God is he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's here. He's in Sebastian. He's in Vieira. He's online. He's all over the world with people. He's everywhere at the same time. Now, let me show you. When Jesus came, he laid that aside. You say, Pastor Mark, prove it. Glad you asked. When Jesus walked, starting now, all the way through the end of his ministry, How many places could he be at the same time? Hold up your finger. One. So what happened to everywhere at the same time? He laid it aside. So Jesus was born like you. Came through a mother's womb. Jesus was growing like you. 
So he teaches us to grow in four ways. That's what we need to see. That's what you need to see. There's no instant growth. It's just going to be a process. It's going to be a process. Now, look at that verse. Circle the word grew. And if you write in your Bible, it'd be good to write this. It means to advance, to forge ahead, to make headway, to make a path. And, and, and the word grew means ongoing, progression. Not just a growth spurt and stop. It's ongoing. So here's the four. This is what we're going to unpack over the next two weekends. Here they are. So watch this on the overhead. You'll see this, and you can write this down. Jesus grew. What does that mean? He changed. He advanced. He forged ahead. Forged ahead means it's a little difficult sometimes. He forged ahead in four areas. We will unpack these four areas in the next two weeks. In wisdom, mentally, stature. He grew in stature. He grew Physically, he grew in size and strength, the physical part of him. He grew in favor with God. That's his relationship with God, his spiritual part in his life. And last, here's why the small groups again, he grew in favor with man, socially. So if you look at all of those, that's balance. That's balance. Not in one way, in four ways. He's the blueprint. So stop for a moment as you look at those. Think about those. Now forget the physical growth. Ask yourself, have you been growing balanced mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially? To be honest, and I say this kindly, some of you have been a Christian 30 years, 40 years. You know what you look like spiritually in balance on this picture? The first one. That's sad. Because I hear people, Pastor Mark, I've been a Christian 40 years. Yeah, and you stopped growing about 38 years ago. Now, that's not funny because you're useless to the kingdom of God. We have pity when children can't grow normally, don't we? It's sad. Well, it's the same thing here. And I'm not talking, oh, I'm very much spiritual, but I wouldn't join a small group. Then you're unbalanced. I'm sorry, you're unbalanced. You're not growing in the four ways. You say, well, how do you get all of that out of the verse? Because that's why Dr. Luke wrote it. It shows us there's a need for us to be balanced. Now, let me show you how that fits. It's perfect. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, and watch how this fits together. Paul makes it perfect for us. We're going to go fast. So I want you to turn there. You'll see right where it is. First Thessalonians, all of our campuses, chapter 5, verse 23. I will read it in the New Living Translation. Remember the four things we talked about, mental, physical, spiritual, social. Watch this. Now may the God of peace, again, I'm reading verse 23, make you holy in every way. Now some of your Bibles will have different words, but same principle. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So Paul reminds us that every person listening to me today, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live 
in a body. So our body, you know, the physical part of us, our, our muscles, our brain, it connects to the physical world with five senses. Our soul is your personality, your mind, will, and emotion. Our spirit is what we, how we relate to God. No other animal can do that. We're different. Humans are different. It's through our spirit that we communicate with God and communicate with people. So what do you see when you see body, soul, and spirit? Look at me. Here's what you see. The integration of the human body. See, my body was built so this arm reacts to my shoulder and it reacts to my brain. It's not hanging out there by itself. It's not there. It's integrated. So the four things you see from Jesus, they touch these three keys. They're integrated. You can't be unbalanced in one. Can I get my, can I get my, can I get my hand in here? Something's wrong with my hand here. But I'm looking pretty good on this side. No. There needs to be balance. That's the proof of what I just told you. So as you see that, that's a powerful thing for us. He connected us to be healthy spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Now, remember, Luke is not only a Christian. What else is Luke? He's a doctor. He knew that those three areas, body, soul, and spirit, and the four growth areas had to be integrated or you're not healthy. Do you realize how many people, I know this from my background in hospitals, in pharmacy, still today, many people are in our hospitals, all kinds of symptoms, but there's nothing physically wrong with them. They're there because they hold bitterness and unforgiveness, which affects every part of our body. Do you understand that? And so we have to see that we have to grow healthy in four different ways. Now, is, is that really possible, Pastor Mark? Let me re- look at look at with me. All of our campuses, verse 24. I'll read it in the New Living. God will make this happen. Can I hear an amen? I mean, God's going to make this happen. He'll make it happen. Why? Because God is faithful. God promises to make this happen and change us. Now, let's go back to Luke 2.52. Right where you were, you'll see it. It's very simple. Now, Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and men. Balanced growth, mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Now, let me ask you a question. Why didn't Luke just write, and Jesus grew in favor with God, spiritually? I mean, that's it, isn't it? What's the rest of that stuff have to do with anything? Well... When Jesus walked this earth, did he care for people? Well, of course he did. Does he care for you today? Yeah. He walked, and when he saw his friend Lazarus die, what did Jesus do? He wept. When he saw the woman brought to him in adultery and expecting to be stoned, what did he show? Grace. One day he was walking, and someone touched him. And he says, somebody's just touched me. And his disciples said, are you crazy? Of course somebody's touched me. There's like a million people around you. He said, no, no, no. Somebody touched me, and she's being healed right now. See, you, you can't be effective for God just in the spiritual. Do you get it? You say, Pastor Mark, are you telling me that the emotional part, me interacting with people is important? Are you going to tell me that I have to have the physical part when me is going to be needed? Yes. 
And I'm going to unpack wisdom and the physical two weeks from today. Next week, favor with God and favor with people. See, it has to be all four to make us there. Now, there's one thing that we like to do, and I'll show you this. Here's another one of our five core values. Celebrate and live the fulfilling lifestyle. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you go to church, it's boring. It ain't boring. Could I hear an amen? Thank you. It's exciting to watch God worship, and we worship together, whatever. Well, a few weeks ago, as I already told you before, we took five days to come at 6 o'clock in the morning. We were all shocked at the thousands of people that came and online. We were shocked. I want to ask you, when we came for those five days, did it change any of you in any way? I believe it changed us in all four ways. Look at this picture. You hung with a bunch of people you never saw before. I couldn't get you out of here at the end of 7 o'clock. You're talking with all these people. You know, usually, watch what happens in a few minutes when this place closes. Boom! You changed, didn't you? It changed our DNA. Did we grow spiritually during that week? Absolutely. Did we grow in wisdom? You know, God spoke to us. How about in the physical? Did we grow? Yeah, because most of us were what? Fasting. Coffee, coffee, coffee. We grew. So see, at the end of that week, what happened? God changed us. And he's going to do that every Wednesday. See, that was important. We became healthier in so many ways. Now, because of that, in this celebration, sometimes we forget in church what that's like. Would you just turn to your neighbor, get your hand ready, get your hand ready like this now. Everybody get your hand ready. And give him a high five right next to him right now. Just give him a high five. That's it. Not yourself. Give your neighbor a high five. Isn't that great? If you're visiting today, no, we're not crazy. We just love the Lord and we love one another. Amen. I mean, why can't we give each other a high five? Let's give a high five to God right now. Come on. Yay, God. Yay, God. Amen. By the way, you say, well, I don't think I'll do that. Well, you better not go to heaven. (laughs) Now, so over the next few weekends, we're going to unpack all of that. We're going to learn to grow in all those areas. Wisdom, how to make effective decisions. God's going to show us how to do that. Physically, how to take care of our body. Absolutely. Spiritually, how to interact with God. And people. Saved and unsaved, how to do this. Now, I want you, everybody, hold up your Bible or your iPad or your smartphone or whatever. Hold it up. We don't look at video. Keep it up. Those of you that have weak muscles, you'll get better. Just keep it up. Just keep it up. We don't look at video here. We're not looking at YouTube. What you hold in your hand is the pattern for life. It's living. It's active. And it will change my life and yours forever. Can I hear an Amen. See, we're we're not here doing this alone. We have the Word of God. Jesus came to earth not only to be our Savior, but also to be our example for how to live a life dedicated to God. As Pastor Mark reiterated, Jesus, by His life, gave us a pattern for living, not boasting or standoffish, but a life devoted to pleasing God and to serving God and others to the best of our ability. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. The church is supposed to be like a healthy physical body, but it rarely works out that way. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us the critical importance of interacting with and spending time with one another and how this pleases God and benefits those around us in addition to blessing us. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.